0: a calculated risk. Following a costly victory on the planet Malastair, Chancellor Palpatine orders Jedi Knights Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker to transport a fearsome Zillow beast captured during the battle back to Coruscant. After seeing that not even a lightsaber could harm the beast, Chancellor Palpatine hopes to unlock the secret of its invulnerability to create new armor for the Republic's clone troopers. Tensions run high as the most dangerous life form in the galaxy touches down on the Republic's most populous planet.
1: Once again, Bucketheads, mevar Tigar. Welcome to the 86th Zillow Beast Blasting episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out and follow us is via social media at Mando Vision, Twitter, and Instagram. Please email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com, and make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing this show. With all the other Mandalorians in your covert, we also ask that if he, if you want to, and you're on Apple Podcasts, sweet, sweet, sweet five star reviews—a great, an easy way to help the show, help us defeat the algorithm, help spread the word about what we're doing here on the TomCast Podcast, the fun that we're having—and I hope you share the feeling that we're all having fun here because I'm having a blast, and I hope you guys are too. But yeah, those 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 five star reviews, truly helpful for someone excuse me, for small independent shows like us. They help us stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. Thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Welcome back. How's everyone doing? I've missed all of you. I know it's only been a couple days, but I I always miss you guys. It's, uh, it's That's the joy of doing the podcast, right? And being part of this awesome Star Wars community that we all find ourselves in. Uh, I hope everyone had a chance to check out our, uh, our Palpatine-based episode, examining some of the retroactive continuity work going in. Uh, via the Star Wars Marvel, uh, excuse me, via Star Wars novels and the Marvel comic book series, that that's helping kind of, uh, you know, show Palpatine's plans for Exegol and the Sith Eternal and, and Pathfinders and all these things that we were introduced to in *The Rise of Skywalker* that left some of us scratching our heads a little bit. Maybe just me, but again, I I like the work going in. So we we talk about that on that Palpatine-based episode we dropped on Friday, and uh, yeah. Hope that's hope that's working out for you. Well, by the time you hear this, it will have been out for, for a week. So <laughs> I hope you check it out. I think what you'll have listened to on, on Friday before this episode comes out is a exploration of Jedi Knight Quinlan Voss, one of my favorites, and a Jedi Knight that we will meet uh, for the first time in the Clone Wars animated series uh, in season three, which we're we're not too far away from. That's only we're only only you know weeks away. I'm getting to season three of the show, but Quinlan's one of my favorites, and he's another character that that transferred from the Dark Horse uh, Clone Wars comic book series. Uh, he was a character that that George Lucas took a shining to, and was and it was trying to figure out ways to incorporate him into uh, Episode three, and then ultimately uh, into the Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated series. And we'll talk more about all that history there, but that's something that uh, well, looking forward to. I'm looking forward to making that episode. By the time you hear this, hopefully you will have had a chance to check it out. But yeah, good, good stuff. But we are back. It's Clone Wars... Yeah, hold on, I, I messed that up. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. And this week we're back. It's time for the sequel. Until last Monday's episode. This is Season 2, Episode 19, The Zillow Beast Strikes Back. Original air date is April 16th, 2010. And boy, oh boy, what an episode this is. Let me go ahead and get the uh, get everything out of the way. The plot for this week's episode, the Zillow Beast has been captured and is brought to Coruscant for testing. Chancellor Palpatine wants to learn the secrets of his invulnerability, but only manages to make the Beast angry enough to escape. And when you're on Coruscant, that is not a great thing. Not a great thing at all. This episode, directed by Stuart Lee, written by Stephen Melching, once again, Drew Z. Greenberg on board as our supervising writer. And this week is a phenomenal cast. You will obviously know many of them by now. Ian Amicrombie is Chancellor Palpatine. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Kara Pifko is Dr. Sinovar Ball. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. Catherine Taber is Padme Amidala. Dee Bradley Baker is the Clone Troopers. Tom Kane is our narrator and Yoda. Stephen Stanton is Masameda. James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Senate Guard. Anthony Daniels returns as C-3PO. And Jennifer Hale as Ayla Secura, who has a very, very... Small role in this episode, but pivotal nonetheless, or at least exciting to see her. Maybe not pivotal. I don't know if the, if the action of the episode swings on Ayla Sakura's lightsaber or not, but it's always nice to see another Jedi Knight in these episodes. So, so much fun. Our Jedi Fortune cookie this week the most dangerous beast is the beast within. And I think we all know that one very, very well. Uh, the beast within all of us, the green eyed monster, perhaps. It could be anything. The anger that we have. This is a, an interesting episode, in, in the sense that, uh, like last week's episode, which was uh, very much a Godzilla-based, very much a Godzilla homage, you know, with the whole uh, you know atomic storyline to it, uh, uh, this is a, this is sort of a King Kong tribute with, with the way that the Zilla beast is brought into this environment that's not its own, and it sort of struggles uh, to to find its place on Coruscant and like. It knows not where it is. It's lashing out because it's been poked and prodded. Palpatine wants to know its secrets. He's basically said, "Kill the beast to learn its secrets," and uh, the beast seems to have a bit of a bone to pick with Palpatine for such things. And he says, "Palpatine again." Palpatine says these things in front of the creature, and apparently the creature, very perceptive. When it's being talked about in that manner, I also sort of wonder. They don't really hint at it by any means, but you know, you sort of wonder if perhaps the Zilla Beast is somewhat force-sensitive because it cues on to Palpatine pretty quickly, and perhaps it detects its uh, his sinister underbelly. And I, you know, again, I have no basis for that. There's no facts to support that. It just is interesting the way the Zilla Beast latches on to Palpatine. And again, maybe it's just for the dramatic purposes, more of like the King Kong style or reference points. But, I don't know, with the, with Star Wars there's always the possibility that there is a Force connection there, and, and Mace talks about how the Zilla Beast is part of the Force. He is a living creature, and, and deserves a, a chance to survive and thrive in the galaxy, not to be a science experiment. Yeah, and much like the King Kong reference, I mean, let's just say it now, I mean, the episode ends on a, on a down note. Things don't work out well for the Zilla Beast, and, uh, ultimately finds his end on Coruscant. Right? And uh, it's sad. It's a, it's a fairly sad episode in a lot of senses, as as the Jedi are, are forced to do what they tried so hard to avoid on the first episode. Um, but yeah, in, in Coruscant, many, many more lives are on the line. You see the destruction that the Beast is creating and that's uh, that's what we do in this episode. So I know I've already talked a ton about it, but we got to do the important part of this part of the show before we really, really get into the show. And you know what that is? You know what's coming. So let's just do it. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Such size, such power. With respect, Chancellor, I
2: believe this creature could pose any number of dangers. Bringing it here to Coruscant is a mistake.
0: Oh, I assure you, I did not make this decision lightly, Master Jedi. The sooner we unlock the Zillow Beast secrets, the sooner we can end this
2: terrible war. I hope you're right, Chancellor.
1: All right, so we're opening up our episode. The Zillow Beast arrives on Coruscant, and as you may have noted already, I'm not very good with scale. So last week, when when I was making references, like I don't know how they're gonna fit the Zilla beast and that's in the the Jedi cruiser, but uh, apparently he fits very nicely into the star cruiser, into the cruiser with very little uh, effort. <laughs> I guess he just looks so much bigger on Malastair, and the you know, hey, what are you gonna do? So yeah, they, they bring him out. He's still uh, weakened from the uh, the pulse blasts they use against him on Malastair to capture him and uh, he looks really peaceful when he's sleeping, doesn't he? I think the Zillow Beast is kind of cute in a way. But uh, yeah, we see, uh, uh, I almost called him Sidious, but yeah, it's Chancellor Palpatine looking at the creature, and, and uh, looks very, he looks very dark, very sinister, as he sort of mulls over the possibilities that, that unlocking the, Z- the secrets of the Zillow Beast could mean. You know, he paints it as a way for the Republic to end the war, uh, but you have to wonder what applications he's looking for as, as a Sith. That's, that's where I'm very curious what they're thinking of. And Mace Windu, again, you know, remember, remember last week Mace was very much against A, bringing the creature down to Coruscant, but he, he wanted to transport it to a place where it could live its life in peace. You know, so he seems, he is rather protective of the character, of the creature, and now he's entrusting his care to uh, Dr. Bull. So let's kind of hear that transfer as, you know, Mace, I, I think very subtly implies that like, I'm 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 watching you.
2: I'm turning the Zillow Beast over to you, Doctor. I trust it will be given good care. The Beast is a priceless resource, Master Windu. It will be well-treated, I assure you.
1: Dang. piece of cake. That's easy-peasy stuff. But uh, again, again, as we played in the first clip, Mace is not on board with this plan. He's he not thinking green. The Z- Zillow Beast back to Coruscant was a wise decision at all. The next scene's also of interest because you know, Mace doesn't just like walk away now. He has a little bit of a conversation with Kenobi. And, and Kenobi seems baffled by all this effort as well, which is uh, why I wanted to play the clip. Why would the Chancellor want to bring the Beast here? I know that he thinks by studying
0: it, the knowledge could prove beneficial, but from what you and Anakin reported on Malastare, it hardly seems worth the effort.
2: I raised the issue with the Chancellor during the Battle of Malastare, without success. Well then, in that case,
1: perhaps it's time we let someone else try. So that's where we get to the heart of this episode. Uh, they're going to have Padme be the Zillo Beast advocate and and try to you know protect its rights as a, as a living being in the galaxy. Uh, this is this is sort of the crux of the episode. It, it's it's morals and ethics versus you know the 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 big powerful war machine of the of the Republic and and the way that that Palpatine sort of spinning it as as this creature, its secrets are worth more than its life because it could be of benefit to the the, bil- the billions of beings of the of the galaxy of, of who are fighting this war, who are dying in this war. And I guess you have to, decide what side you're on i mean i kind of think everyone's on the right side here we're all kind of on the zilla beast side right i mean i don't know maybe maybe you're not maybe you're like you know what the beast should die for science <laughs> you know the clones deserve better armor yeah, you know i guess that's an argument right uh but again it's it's the the ethical quandary do you kill a living creature to benefit other living creatures so that's that's sort of where we are with this episode, and now we're cutting to to Doctor Bull testing and running experiments on the Zilla Beast, and it's not going well. And she's gonna have to have to talk to Palpatine about it. And Palpatine, again, we know where he's at in this episode. He's very much the villain of this episode. Uh, his his willingness to sacrifice the creature uh, is 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 he's not. Uh, let's put it this way, he is willing to sacrifice the creature. To unlock its secrets, those secrets are more power, more of, of more interest, of more import than the life. Which then that seems very Sith. That seems very Sith to me. That's very in line with Sith thinking. Though part of me also wondered, like, couldn't he just have tried to control the little beast and like used it as a weapon that way? But again, that doesn't work for this episode so they're taking blood and they're doing all kinds of things to the zillow beast and he's not having a good time he's not really enjoying this at all dr bull is trying to uh remain ethical in her her treatment of the creature she pulls away the 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 research drones uh you know when they when she's determined he's had enough uh but palpatine palpatine ever pushy
2: its scales are remarkably strong and light If we could examine their composition, we might be able to synthesize them to reinforce our clone armor.
0: And what is stopping you?
2: We need to remove the scales first. It's very difficult, not to mention painful.
0: Would it not be more efficient to simply kill the beast? Kill it, are you sure?
2: Chancellor, I must protest. Besides being the last of its kind, this creature may be intelligent.
1: I find that hard to believe. It is, after all, just an animal. Zillow Beast did not like that. This is when you can kind of see the grudge forming between the two, and and how uh, Zillow Beast's eyes move over to Palpatine and, and just lock on to him.
2: Didn't seem to like your comment.
1: I applaud your high moral
0: stance, Doctor. After all, principle is in short supply these days. However, every passing minute of warfare brings countless deaths. Deaths that could be prevented once the Beast's secrets are unlocked. If there is any way to hasten that process, it is our moral duty to explore it.
2: I serve at your pleasure, Chancellor. I'm just not sure where to begin. The fact remains that the Beast is indestructible.
0: Nothing is truly indestructible, Doctor. Wasn't there something in Malastare fuel that affected the beast?
2: It weakened the Zillow, yes, but...
0: Excellent. I suggest you stop there. Doctor, you need to find a way to kill that beast, or we shall replace you with someone who can.
1: The threat is real. And again, Palpatine puts out his... his, uh... uh the, his reasons for wanting the beast dead, and you... you I understand he's not the right word necessarily, but you you kind of see where he's coming from, right? but also at the same time, we know he's the dark Lord of the Sith, so you have to we also are a little biased in knowing that he probably has more villainous plans for the secrets of the Zilla beast as as opposed to just armoring up the 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 clone troopers there's There's far more to it than this that and and so you again, they're trying very hard to have like that that moral philosophical battle between you know the, the needs of the many versus the needs of the few kind of situation. Um and I think it works for the most part like but again we just know that Palpatine is the bad guy and and do you think I'm I'm way off base on that do you feel like I'm being way too sympathetic to the Zillow beast and 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 the Jedi's uh, do what they feel is their duty to defend all life including these creatures or should, or should is Palpatine right I, I I feel like this I guess this is the question we have to ask right I feel I, I mean I I guess I do side with the Jedi on that one I am biased in that regard Is there anyone else in the audience who sides with Palpatine, though? I'm very curious. So here in the episode, Anakin goes to see Padme. And he's going to try to get Padme to sort of uh, advocate for the Zillow Beast to Chancellor Palpatine. We also get to see C-3PO and R2-D2 reunite, which is very, very fun. Uh, But again, it's just a small little moment, but it's nice. One of those nice little things you want to see in the Star Wars shows whenever you can. Uh, So it's off to Chancellor Palpatine's office for a conversation. Again, advocating for the Beast against Palpatine who who clearly has he has his agenda Masamita and Palpatine obviously on the same side and uh, Anakin who Padme thinks is on her side is is sort of Switzerland in this whole thing he's saying very very neutral he's like I see both sides of it and I want to play that because it's it's a uh, again we are trying to examine the moral and philo- philosophical conundrums of of these episodes when they come up and this is an episode that does ask him I, again, I think we're uh, we're a little tainted. I'm a little tainted because I know that Chancellor Palpatine is the Dark Lord of the Sith. He is Darth Sidious. He is manipulating everyone for his own uh, uh, outcome that he foresees better than all. <laughs> but, but, so, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, again, I'm a little biased on that way. So like, the, the philosophical battle is a little bit muddied because of that. But it's still an interesting one to, to, to kind of hear uh, bo- both sides started to defend.
0: I should have known secrets do not stay secret for long around here.
2: Isn't that precisely the point of a democracy?
0: Of course, in wartime, some things must be kept secret, even from the people so as not to aid the enemy. It is unfortunate that the beast must die, Senator,
1: but the greater good demands it.
2: How is killing the last of a species in secret and without debate good for anyone?
1: So Padme just lays it all out right there, and we're about to get... Palpatine's retort. So, again, I have to ask, are, are you Anakin? Do you see both sides in this? Or are you on the zillowby side or fully on, on Palpatine's? Don't you have more pressing
0: issues that require your attention today?
2: No, Mr. Speaker, I do not.
0: I sympathize, my dear. Truly, I do. But consider this. A democracy is only as strong as the people who comprise it. At present, the people I am charged with protecting are dying faster than I can count. It is my moral imperative to take action. Anakin, is it not worth the life of one savage beast to give our brave troops the advantage they need to win this war? My role is not to set policy, Chancellor, but I do see both points of view. I'm certain a reasonable solution will present itself. Master Kenobi has taught you well.
1: I like the part where he references Master Kenobi there. Yes, we know Master Kenobi, the negotiator. And now Anakin's showing a a far more diplomatic side of himself than we've ever really have seen before, as he doesn't want to uh, uh, take Padme's side over the Chancellor's or the Chancellor's side over Padme. So now we get to the part where Dr. Bull will attempt to kill the Beast uh, in in what she I can only assume thinks is a is a, uh, a somewhat humane, painless method, uh, a, a concentrated version of the fuel from Malastare, uh, except it doesn't work. She's gonna, but again she's again fully gonna compromise her morals, the stance that she had taken at the beginning of the episode, uh, to to sort of appease the Chancellor at this point to not be replaced from this project. So she's gonna compromise herself. Uh, but it's about to blow up in her face big time as the gas does not work this time. It's it's either not enough or not, not concentrated enough this time around. And it only angers the Beast. And the Zilla Beast escapes. And mass destruction across Coruscant begins as the Beast now has a mission. The Beast heard who said to put it down. And he's gone looking for Palpatine. Definitely, definitely Definitely. <laughs> and again, another Kong-like reference as the beast scales t- to the top of a nearby uh, skyscraper. And uh, he sees the Senate building in the distance. And again, this is something that, uh, that I wonder about. I mean, does he just in- intuit that, that Palpatine is there at the Senate building? And I keep referring to the Zilla Beast as a he. And that is unfair of me. I do not know. So I, d- I apologize for that. It's not intentional that I'm, I'm uh, placing a gender on- onto the Zilla Beast. Uh, I should be saying they or them. Uh, apologies for that one. So I I, I will try not to slip going forward as as we, as we talk, but yeah. So I'm curious if Zillow Beast knows that Palpatine is there. Like I said, does 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 Zillobeast intuit all this, or is there perhaps some kind of like like force play at work here, and and Zillow Beast can sort of de- detect Palpatine's kind of like real low undercurrent. Remember. That's probably not the case because, after all, the Jedi can't detect that's, that Palpatine is, is a Sith. Uh, uh, Palpatine has completely obscured himself in the Force from them, from their ability to, to detect him. So, it's, it's probably not the case. I just, wondered, I just was kind of wondering, though, Or do you think that the Beast just knows where to find Palpatine and get that revenge? Maybe some kind of super keen, heightened sense of smell. And Zilla Beast knows Palpatine's aftershave. Perhaps. You know, I don't know. We'll have to examine that more closely. But yeah, this is this is the big action piece of the episode. This is when everything begins to uh, to kind of fall apart. Mace Windu's predictions kind of come to a head. And Mace returns to defend the city. And he prepares the tanks. they got to put the Zilla Beast back down. And again, this is a big stretch of the action of the plot. The Excuse me, the action-based part of the plot. Lots of good stuff in here. Very again, tributes to, to King Kong and Godzilla abound in this, and uh, it's very, very enjoyable. Padme, Anakin, Palpatine, and the droids are attempting to, to flee the Senate building before the Zillow Beast can get there, but Zillow Beast catches up to them, is able to grab their shuttle, and again, this is more of that, that action stuff, you know, the high intensity action for this episode, uh, as the Zillow Beast is, is attempting to crack open that shuttlecraft to get the Palpatine. Anakin has to come up with a plan. It's it's a pretty good daring plan on Anakin's part is he's, he's, he's gonna use his lightsaber to cut the shuttle in half. You know, get Palpatine to safety, distract the Zilla Beast, while the Jedi attempt to recontain the Zillow Beast. But it's not it's not looking good for the Zilla Beast. It's 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 dark days ahead. Dr. Bull is coming up with, with more gas and the, the plasma cannons aren't gonna work the way they did before. It's 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 too dangerous now. Everything's the stakes are too high, as as many civilian lives are at stake in the city. Hold
0: your fire. In the beast clutches, the chancellor is.
1: Anakin might be with him, and Senator Amidala. If
0: the beast falls, at risk their lives shall be.
1: All right, so Anakin's up to his plan, but Rex has noticed. He's reporting back to Mace Windu and to, uh, and to Obi Wan Kenobi, who have a great reaction to this. What they're what they're witnessing through their. Uh, <laughs> just listen to it. Uh.
0: Looks like the General's up to something.
1: What is Skywalker doing?
0: It appears to be one of Anakin's improvised plans.
2: How can it be a plan if it's improvised?
0: Not to worry, just catch them when they fall. A lot of the General's plans involve falling. Distract the beast, we shall, to give Skywalker more
2: time.
1: And this sets off Yoda and ayla Sakura on their plan to run up and down the Zillow Beast back with their lightsabers in an effort to distract it. They know full well that lightsabers are going to do no good. But yes, they're just simply trying to buy time for Anakin's plan to get uh, Padme, the droids, the Chancellor, and even even that Senate pilot to safety. So our dramatic conclusion, we're rocketing towards it right now. Eventually Palpatine will get away. Anakin will save the day. Uh, there, there's so much going on here. The Zillo beast wants Palpatine dead. Anakin's is going to succeed in his plan to help them escape. R2-D2 will be a big part of that plan as he's going to rocket the pal- the Chancellor to safety. Uh, the Senate Guard unfortunately gets killed. He pays the price, but he does his duty right. he he sacrifices himself to save the Chancellor. So I guess in that sense, uh, he lives has lived, and fulfilled his duty as a Senate Guard. Uh, too bad he doesn't know that. The Palpatine, the Palpatine is evil. The Palpatine, by the way. Did you hear what I just said? Not a good not a good one. The gas bombs get deployed. The Jedi run with the Chancellor. They run with the Senators and they're able to create a, a force bubble, a force shield, if you will, so that the gas doesn't affect them. And unfortunately we 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 see the Zillow beast die and they do a really good job of making it sad. I you know, I think it's a, I think it's a tragedy. It's it's the arrogance of, of man. You know, bringing a creature that has no business being in the world of man. Again, the King Kong metaphor—it's—it's—it's it's, it's right there. It's—it's, it's, we're living in it, and and it's yeah, it's it's really sad. That shot they have of the Zilla beast dead on the ground, and like the three spotlights on it. Uh, again, evocative of of King Kong, but just underlines the tragedy of the whole situation and, and the sort of the, the greed of Palpatine and, and it, it, this, li- this life that was lost because of what he wants, what he believes he needs to, to win the war. And, you know, again, I have to underline that he probably has a more sinister uh, reason for wanting the Zillow Beast's uh, secrets, if you will. But ultimately, he does get what he wants, and so now that the Beast is dead, it can be studied... And, and more information can be gleaned from it. And more interestingly is what happens at the very, very end of the episode, which we're going to play the final sound clip now. Be ready. It's a tragedy
0: that the Zillowbees paid with its life for our mistakes. I will make certain that sacrifice was not made in vain. Doctor, a word, if you please. Your new orders.
2: What is this? You want me to clone the beast?
1: All right, there we go. Clone the beast? Whatever could that mean? And listen, that is a, 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 a bit of a plot thread that we never have gotten an answer to. There's never another episode about a Zillow Beast clone, so we have to ask ourselves the question, and I think I might have pondered it in our Palpatine episode from a week or two ago. Now that we know Palpatine has these secret research facilities, like the one on Ma- at Mount Tantis on Wayland. Perhaps we will see a Zillow Beast being cloned in Mount Tantus in Season 2 of The Bad Batch? Is that a possibility? Is that something that could happen? Because, yeah, we don't come back to this. We don't come back to the Zillow Beast and the cloning issue, the cloning topic. Can it even be cloned? We don't know. But we have just been introduced at the end of Season 1 of The Bad Batch to the Mount Tantis facility, which is uh, Palpatine's secret research facility. And we know that Cloney's involved. They've just taken Nala Se to that facility. We see the uniform of the operative who greets Nala Se. It is the same one that Dr. Pershing wears, the one who uh, uh, experiments and does tests on little baby Grogu in The Mandalorian. So it's all kind of coming together here. There's, there's, there's a lot of possibilities for uh, Season 2 of The Bad Batch already. And that's even just looking back at... Star Wars The Clone Wars, you know? Like, there, there's there's stuff that they can still pick up from this show and bring into The Bad Batch, which would be fairly, fairly interesting, I think. I'm still very curious if we wouldn't see a little baby Grogu at Mount Tantus in Season 2 of The Bad Batch already. Very curious if that's something that we're going to get. But, yeah, I mean, this is a solid episode of the show. It's, it's. Um, I think overall, I, I sort of have to give it a, like a, about a seven, a soft seven, maybe seven and a half if I'm feeling really generous with it it's a, again it's solid it's entertaining there's some really great action pieces to it and again there's a strong metaphor for it for the episode and I love sort of the again we're examining the needs of the many versus the needs of the few we're looking at, at, at morals and ethics in in the face of, of the war machine and, and and you know making that stand for for right and what you believe is right there's good stuff in here. This uh, this episode also has a couple of fun little features. I didn't play the clips from them because we were kind of running a tad long already anyways. Uh, but yeah, we get Palpatine saying, I have a bad feeling about this as Anakin's cutting into the shuttlecraft and attempting to cut that thing in half. And Anakin also says, here's where the fun begins. A great line from Han Solo. So that was a, some, some fun little little nods to the uh, OG trilogy in this episode. But yeah, I dig this one. It's it's fun and it's it's kind of a... Kind of a good way to kind of get our, our final three episodes of the season as, as we sort of head into some more uh, high-intensity episodes coming up. And it's going to be a really exciting time to do Bad Batch. Or, oh, my God. To do Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Monday. not the Bad Batch. We just, we just wrapped up the Bad Batch. My goodness, we can't go back and rewatch those yet. <laughs> no, no, no. And, yeah, get ready for our, our installment next week because I'm really excited about that one. In case you don't know off the top of your head, next week, Season 2, Episode 20, we are reintroduced to Boba Fett. The first time we are seeing Boba Fett post the events at Geonosis. The loss of his father, Jango Fett, being decapitated by Mace Windu, and Boba Fett's attempt to get revenge against Mace for that, that murder of his father. A really exciting episode that I'm looking forward to discussing in more depth with all of you on Monday. But I hope I sure hope you enjoyed this one. I had a lot of fun watching the Zillow Beast. It was a fun two-parter to kind of reconnect with, uh, because I, I, I... Obviously, I knew the references, the Godzilla, the King Tongue stuff. I remembered all those from the first time around watching the series. Um, I, it's, a, it's a bit more poignant the second time around, though. I, again, I think one of the reasons why I'm enjoying the show so much is because I know the beats. I know it's coming. I know where we're going. And, and so I, I can be... More level-headed in my in my reactions and in my interpretations of of these events, so I'm really enjoying uh some of these ones that may seem like to some people they might have seemed like throwaway episodes, which is a comment we heard a lot about during the Bad Batch. I, I think we'll look back and see that those episodes may have had, played a, a bigger role in the in some of these people's development than than we're giving it credit for right now. But that's the that's the benefit of hindsight. That's the benefit of of, of having a long view on things. So we just have to see how it goes. But yeah, we're going to be back next week. Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays continue, and then uh, for as long as I can, we are going to do some, some uh, supplemental material on Fridays, You know, exploring more Jedi, more Sith stuff. We might talk about some books and some comics coming up in the next few weeks. It's going to be a fun time. I'm going to try and keep the show at two a week. If I can't maintain that in September, I'll elaborate a little bit more on that uh, in another week or so. But there's a possibility in September I may have to cut us back down to one a week. Hoping not to. But I'll talk to you all more about that very, very soon. All right, so let's get out of here. But I want to thank everyone for listening, checking out the show. This is the Mando Vision Podcast. My name is Tom, Nargai Tom. Thank you for checking us out, supporting small, independent Star Wars podcasts like us and all the other ones you check out. We, it means so much to all of us. And remember, the best way to reach us is on social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert alright you know what we gotta do now it's time to get out of here but there's only one way we can do that cause there's only one way this podcast can end this is the way this is the way this is the way this is the way